Hello, this is Kristen Wambach. Thank you for joining me this evening on my podcast, Intentional Now. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Been busy actually putting my thoughts together to talk with you tonight. It's interesting how, you know, I get a little nervous. Um, but it'll settle down and I know that you're listening and the house is quiet. My goodness, here in Corvallis, Oregon, we are having a heat wave. It's, let me see, June 26th and we topped our thermostat today. Thermometer, thermostat, thermometer. Both of them. <laughs> we topped them over 100 degrees. Woo, hoo, hoo. Had the air conditioning on today. My goodness. Okay. Well, I'm going to get started here. I really value that you're spending this time with me. Um, I encourage you, if you haven't already followed me on the podcast, please do, because then you'll be the first one to know when I have a new episode available. Also, I invite you to check me out at kristenwombeck.com, where you can see everything that I'm up to, all the things that I'm doing, what new products I have in the store. And also, you probably didn't know, but my entrepreneurship, you can visit us at rabbittrailsupply.com. We have created some really cool things if you are just totally addicted to feeding your backyard birds. There you go. Enough of my infomercials. Let's get started. So the last time, if you didn't catch last time's um, podcast, um, I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast called Brave. It's very touching to share it, and I've had some very touching comments from some of my listeners, and I really appreciate it when you guys comment, when you reach out, ask me questions, give me encouragement. It helps so much. So um, one of the things that I promised, I promised that I would help you and share with you, how do I frame up? How did I frame up the book? How did I get it organized? How did we focus? And that's where we began in chapter two of In the Beginning, God. But even before I get to the point of sharing with you how do you put all your collective thoughts together and then move forward, I want to talk about how important it is to have that vision, that vision solidified in your heart so that you know what your end result is, um, where you're going, what you want to say. And so um, this evening I have also written a coordinating blog post that I'm going to pop off of here tonight. So I am talking about the unfinished book. And yes, you can get it wherever you get your books <laughs> on Amazon. You can come to kristenwombeck.com. And if you do, I'll sign it for you. Wouldn't that be fun? Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit and then I'm going to chat about what I, I wrote. Okay. So the unfinished book is the journey of massive freedom. Massive freedom. It's, it's my memoirs of how did I get from point A to point B, because today I'm at point C. 
But there was a whole lot of changing and transformation in the middle there. So that freedom, that massive freedom, was freedom to discover God. I ask questions. I hear answers. And yes, I mean I hear from God. That is so important that we're able to hear from God. And then I talked about how my path redefines the word church, what church meant to me. What is church anyway? It's a community of like-minded individuals gathered around a purpose, right? What is the purpose of church? Well, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked. What is the reason you attend church? Or what is the reason why you don't attend church? Or what is the reason why you don't attend church anymore? Hmm. So, what's the reason we attend church? To find help. To know our destiny and our purpose. To know God. Right? Those are great answers. Well, why do you want to know God? Because I love him. Great answer. Great answer. Of course you love him, but why do you love him? Because he touched me and he changed me. Bingo! Yay! Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so that's exactly it. Because he touched us. We had an encounter with us, him, and he touched us, and we changed in that moment. So he changed me because he changed himself first, from deity to man. Do some people say that he gave up his deity when he walked out his ministry as man on the earth? Did he? Jesus was and still is God in the flesh. Jesus was and still is the essence of all goodness. Jesus was and is sacrificed flesh seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes, he never left that position. He was our example. He is our example, fully man and seated in heavenly places. Now, back to church. You can kind of see my question here, where I'm going with this. So, what is the reason we go to church? Or what was the reason that I went to church? To develop an intimate relationship with God, right? Good. Why do we want to know God? Because something in us desires change, right? I know that is the reason why I finally came back into his loving arms because I needed to make some changes. Well, Jesus' sacrifice changed the effects of sin and death, right? Are you changed? Am I changed? Jesus' resurrection changed the effects of... Well, let me ask that again. Jesus' rec... Uh, I can say it. <laughs> Jesus' resurrection changed the effects of raising things from the dead, right? Are you changed? 
I changed? So when we go to church, what is raised from the dead? You and me, right? If you or myself and everything about you, your mindsets, wholeness, relationship, fulfillment, and success is a process of being raised from the dead, that is the definition of resurrection. We call that a resurrected life, correct? Good. Well, how's it going? Pause, pause, pause. Yeah. So when you have a conversation with Jesus, where is he? Is he still on the cross? Or is he seated at the right hand of the Father? So when you have a conversation with Jesus, where are you? Still on the cross? Or are you seated at the right hand of the Father next to Jesus? And where would that be? Let me ask that again, okay? And where would that be? I think it's worthy to say again. Here we go. You are having a conversation with Jesus. Where are you? Where is your spirit speaking to him? Heaven, right? No, Kristen. I'm sitting here listening to you right now. Okay, okay, I heard that. So how's that working for you? <laughs> May I carry those words, that thought over to the resurrected life area? Now, that is a yes or no question. We can't do any, any caring without your agreement one way or another. Let's move on. So, may we look at this from a different perspective. Church. Hmm. Can we shift, okay, in parentheses, a community of like-minded individuals gathered around a purpose. Can we shift church to a resurrected life? Another yes and no question. Well, can we? Time to introduce a new word into the conversation. Ecclesia. The definition of ecclesia is the gathering of citizens called out from their homes into a public place, a governing assembly recognized by heaven. So, where we choose to gather, whether we call it church or ecclesia or organization or home church, would you say that your gathering of people is recognized by heaven? Recognized as a governing assembly. Kristen, uh-uh, you lost me. What do you mean? Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I love questions. Thank you. We agree Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen? My conversation states, the one I'm talking about here, that is where we are also seated in heavenly places with him, correct? All right, so 
Where are we gathered with the people in his name, the church, focused on living a resurrected lifestyle? That means our mindsets, wholeness, relationship, fulfillment, and success. Are we also seated and recognized by heaven? Yes or no? Hmm. Well, the word recognition means identification and acknowledgement. Let's unpack that just a bit more, okay? All right. So together we can build a picture that equals many words. I like to do that. I like pictures anyways. I'm very, very visual. Oh, just another little infomercial. If you've already purchased the unfinished book, I'm just reminding you that I have blog posts for each one of the chapters that shows personal journal notes, photographs, and pictures and testimonies of what I wrote. So make sure that you go to my website, kristenwombeck.com, and you go to the unfinished book, and it says start here. And then when you're reading through the chapters, you can see my pictures and my journal notes. It'll really help put, um, give you a visual when I'm describing things to you. Okay, now let's unpack this a bit more, okay? Together, we're going to build a picture that equals many words, okay? So I love the simplicity behind a box of crayons. Imagine kindergarten style, okay? And imagine that I drew a picture of several colorful chairs and they're placed in a circle. You can imagine that, right? Just take a moment. There's red ones and blue ones and yellow ones and green ones. And we're all in a circle. Also, seated within the circle are God the Father. And of course, Jesus is seated next to him. And we, you and me, all sit down on our chairs in a circle. We're just chilling and hanging out, right? Can you imagine that? It's an easy picture to imagine. Chairs in a circle. I'm sitting down. You're sitting down. There's Father and Jesus. And there are other people there, right? So, let's remember the definition of recognized, identified, and acknowledged by heaven. In crayon terms, my seat has my name on it. God and Jesus, they have names on their chairs. And in this place, I can also see the other chairs with names written on the back, like Sally and Johnny and Sam and Megan and Pete and Robert and Ashley. Well, those are just fictitious names that I wrote down for this podcast. But maybe that is your name. So, church, those are all the people that we gather with. And they're seated seated in this circle, seated in a chair. So, do you see where I'm going with all this? Okay. So, I made a choice to hang out with his kids in a gathering. Church. Maybe you also have been a part of a gathering. Well, why? Because he changed me. And because 
he changed you. Remember? That's why Jesus developed church to be together as a family. And so because he changed me, that was my love statement. And that's what transformed our lives right there. Because we had a statement of love. We felt him reach out and he touched us. And in that touch, he changed us. So I'm going to go all the way to the back, to the top of all of this. Because that's why I wrote the unfinished book. Because I started showing up and taking a seat in my crayon-colored chair. And I was seated in heaven. And in the unfinished book, I tell you all of the awesome things that happened and all the not-so-pleasant things that happened on that journey to go sit in that crayon-colored chair. And when I started sitting there, I identified with heaven. I acknowledged with an experiential knowledge of his resurrection in me. I was where Jesus was. He was seated at the right hand of the Father in his kingdom as king. And now I'm seated there. So heaven also identifies me. And heaven also acknowledges me because I'm there. So I wrote the unfinished book because the crayon-colored chair next to me, it has your name on it. That's quite a statement, isn't it? Ooh, a fun little button, a drum roll. Yeah. It has your name on it, sitting next to me. And that's why I wrote the unfinished book. Because it was so important. If I saw your name there, and I, I knew and I experienced heaven, I needed to just share how I got there. What transpired in me, that touch that Jesus um, changed my heart and the years that I journeyed and kept loving on him and kept learning by his love. And that's why I wrote the unfinished book. I wrote it because I don't want anybody not to know that they have a place seated in heaven. They have a crayon-colored chair right there with me and Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. And oh my goodness, there are so many other fabulously wonderful and brilliant things to discover in heaven. And it is just as easy as when I asked you to imagine me drawing with it. crayons that picture. That is how easy it is to turn into him. So, I trust that this blessed you today. I trust that this gave you something to think about, to chew on, that encouraged you. 
It always encourages me to talk to you. Now, oh, I got to, you got to ask me a question, right? All right. I have, I almost forgot. Oh, by the way, I'd really appreciate it. Remember, if you follow the podcast, you push that little button there, then anytime, you know, I do another podcast, you will get an email and you'll know that I have something new and you get to come and listen. So, yay. I love your comments, too. They're really awesome. So, your question. Okay, give me a minute. Um, somebody asked me a question. Okay. This is the question I heard. Kristen, how did you learn to see in the spirit? I learned to see in the spirit because of love. Because I spent... Time on a consistent basis, talking with Jesus, listening to Jesus, yes, reading my Bible, and all the unique unique ways that he comes and he touches me and, and teaches me and instructs me, and that's including the cloud of witnesses. So I just believed him when I saw something in my spirit I saw something in my mind's eye. I just believed it was Jesus. And the more times that I took that little step of faith in just believing that that was Jesus, every time he showed me, if I saw, so let's use our imagination again. Say I saw um, in the spirit, it's much like having a vision except for a vision is like a movie that can turn on and off, right? But heaven is alive. So when he shows you something, it's alive and you can always tune back into it and see more. So imagine, I can imagine easily outside of my office window here, there are large sweet gum gum trees, sweet gum trees. And I can imagine a dove landing in one of the branches. Now that I've described it, you can imagine that too, right? That's how simple it is. So when you see an imagination, just simply ask Jesus, Jesus, this is what I saw. I saw a dove sitting in my tree. And you'll feel in your spirit, he's going to go, yes, you did. And so the more times that I had that conversation with him, I'd ask him and I'd say, this is what I saw, or this is what I perceive. Let's use the word perception, because some people are stronger at feeling things. So if you feel something, then just take that feeling and say, Jesus, I I feel a whole bunch of peace in this room. And then the same thing, just Jesus is going to say, yep, you feel a whole lot of peace and just keep going into that peace because peace feels like something. Peace could feel like a warm blanket wrapped around your shoulders. Peace could feel like walking on the 
beach and and feeling the the small waves just kiss your ankles as you're walking on the sand. So those things we begin to pick up, and every time we we take that and we we perceive it, and we ask Jesus, Jesus, this is what I perceived, and He's going to say yes. And then you say, okay, what do you mean by this? How does this work? What is its purpose? And you just continue to ask questions. When you ask questions and then you ponder and then you stop and you listen, then you begin to grow. And your ear begins to grow as well because it learns to listen and it develops as a muscle as well. So... That is how I began to see. I just always asked him. Okay. Well, this has been really good tonight. Tomorrow's supposed to be, I think, 114 here. Woo, doggy. <laughs> I really appreciate you spending this 25 minutes of your valuable time with me. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a drum roll. Where'd it go? I have a drum roll here. Dun, da, da. Yay, I have a drum roll because I am working on a course. So it's a secret, but I'm just got a little drum roll and I'm really excited about it. So if you haven't yet purchased the unfinished book, I just invite you. If you purchase one through me on my website, then I would be most honored to sign it for you. So you have a very good evening. You have a very good day. And I bless you. I bless you to see. I bless you to hear. I bless you to love God. I bless you to ask God a whole bunch of questions. I bless you if you're writing a book. You just go for it. And we'll talk again next time. And I will share next time. I promise on how I saw the unfinished book. I saw it in the spirit. I saw it in heaven. And from that point, it be, Jesus began to develop each portion of it in my heart. It was really pretty exciting. So you have a great evening and I'll talk to you soon. Don't forget to follow me. Bye.